recorded live from Portland, Oregon. It's the Transamorous Network Podcast. Let's get it on. Okay. Did you bring your mic like six inches closer to yourself? Yeah. How's there that? There we go. That's so much better. And then you don't have to. You're, you're controlling. I am. You are. Get over so it. so bossy. God. Oh, damn it. Okay. You like it. Room full of type A's. I like it in the bedroom. Well. <laughs> Hello. Okay. <clears throat> hey, it's Perry Gruber from Transamorous Network Podcast. It's Remy Matar. And this is Shannon Scott. Hello, hello. So good for all of us to be back. It's, yes, yeah, yay. I know we've been away for oh, what has it been? Three God, weeks, two, three weeks. Yeah, three weeks. we're busy. We're busy, so busy. busy. We, we're all of the busy, all of the busy. We might end up doing. We might end up doing this uh, every every July because vacations and things oh, like that. You know, yeah. you and it's talk, my birthday in July. I just had my exactly birthday. Right. Yay, happy, happy birthday! And you are twenty nine again. Ish. Oh jeez. <laughs> really, age matters. No, no, I'm 34. It feels great. I awesome. feel amazing. I feel like you I'm at the perfect amazing. age. Thank you. Oh, no, I feel even better. I feel like I'm at the perfect age and the perfect spot in my life. I'm right exactly where I need to be. Amen. I was over at Shannon's house last weekend moving things, and she was wearing this black thing and some shorts. And when she's not wearing her heels, she's of, like, perfect height for me. <laughs> And I was like oogling the whole time. You were? Trying to move. Yeah, my I'm, armpits I'm were so sweaty and it wasn't Focus on the task at hand. I'm so oblivious. <laughs> boys, boys, I'm boys. like, uh, uh, uh-huh. And then when you guys were over at the house the other day, um, my wife Bridget was like, she has got some amazing boobs. I know. She said something when we <laughs> Oh, she it. did? Mm-hmm. And I was like, she's like, I was really trying not to look at them. And I was like, how should I take this? I was like, well, I don't wear them out so you can not see them. So like, <laughs> exactly. I don't mind, you know? So... Anyway, you look really good. Thank and you. And so do you, Remy. Thank it's you. good to have you back. I missed you. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. I missed you guys, too. Missed really briefly, Remy had a death in the family. Yeah. So, my gram passed away, yeah. and so went down to California for the services and got to see all the family, which yeah. was the first time I've seen family since my transition. Wow. How did it go? It went how did it great. Go? Everyone was accepting and welcoming, and oh. the only comment that was even made is when I first walked into my aunt's house, my cousin, who happens to live in North Carolina, goes, there's something different about you. <laughs> And of course, he was joking and just gave me a big hug. But yeah, it was oh, great. That's so awesome. Yeah, it was really nice. It was nice. It is really awesome. So, it's awesome to have you back. My brother goes, It's so good to see you. You're so beautiful. Aww. I was like, You're going to make me cry. That's so awesome. So, it I was love nice. it when people are nice. Yeah, it was good. It was great. So, but I'm glad to be home. Glad to be back in Portland, right? Oregon. Oh. Portland's awesome. Um, also, so yeah, so probably every July we're probably going to, or June-ish July, we're probably going to have a break in our show, um, so that people can get vacations and things like that. We had talked about doing a couple of shows ahead of time so that we Mm -hmm. can have like a backlog so we don't have to go blank. But if we do go blank, um, we already warned you, we'll We'll be back. You just sit tight, go re-listen to your favorites and we'll be back next week. You're so awesome. Lots of big changes also coming for the show. We're going to be including some more equipment that'll get us closer to the camera so you guys can see who we are. And then we have some other programming that we're going to be coming out with on YouTube shortly. We're kind of a big deal. Just saying. And we're getting getting bigger. bigger. Every time. Yeah. Proof that what we're talking about works. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It truly Mm -hmm. is. Oh, shoot. That That reminds me. The Trans Woman's Guide to Finding Your Ideal Partner is live. Yay! Awesome. It is available. Thank you so much. Bam. So 
great book and it takes it takes book one so much deeper and so much further we've already started living our own realities as trans people who are living as trans people and it really does help you get there even better it really does yeah. and thank you so much remy for the editing work you did it was fabulous my yeah. pleasure yeah, it was it's wonderful. my pleasure and both of you thank you for the forwards that you did ah, for both yes. of the, both the man's guide and the trans woman's guide so thank you my pleasure yeah so you can get the trans woman guide at uh, transamersnetwork.com and it's 10 bucks for the the book and then another five for the worksheets get the worksheets it's it's worth they're it. so 15 bucks you need them yeah you need them and they help you really get your focus together yeah and they will change your life and then if you, if you want to be a guest on the trans Amherst network you can do that and get the books at no charge Ah, so like Abby pretty. today is going to get a free copy of the trans woman's guide and the man's yeah. guide if she has a guy that she wants to see to get some enlightenment going on. Awesome. Abby, welcome to the show. Turn your mute off, girl. She's working. Sorry. On. There Sorry. you are. <laughs> Thank you. Hi. Hi, Abby. Welcome. Welcome. Also, and where are you calling us from? I get free books. That's okay. It's cool. part of the show. Yeah. It's part of the show. Where are you calling from? Uh, I am currently in California. California, hey, where at? Um, uh, it's called uh, Lancaster, and uh, <laughs> it, it's about an hour north of LA. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. Well, Remy knows where, knows where that, that is. In the desert. Yep. <laughs> it is what it is. Yep. I've been there a few times. Were you Were you born there, Abby? No, I'm originally. Uh, uh, I was originally born in uh, Oklahoma. Uh, <gasps> Oklahoma. Ew. Yeah. Someone and else. I go to Oklahoma. Uh, I, I lived in Texas for a few years. Uh, I lived I in Texas younger. for a year, too. Wow, you've been to all the worst places. Congratulations. <laughs> Get it over right. and done with. <laughs> oh, no, wait. It gets better. And then <laughs> my family moved to Arkansas. Uh, and ah! I spent. <laughs> I spent most of my life in Arkansas, so I kind of uh, call Arkansas my home. Oh and my God! Not only you know uh, did I live there, but my grandparents uh, used to live there. Um, and every summer, my sister and I would go up there for the summer, like on summer break from school. So I was I was in Arkansas often, even before I lived there. And then um, in two thousand three. I joined the Air Force. Thank you for your service. Uh, yeah, thank you. Okay, thank you. <laughs> um, and the Air Force, you know, took me all over. When does your transition begin? Um, actually, it it began um, it, it began in Saudi Arabia. Um, I went into that job with the with the uh, uh, with the idea or whatever to go go there and stay there as long as I could but I got about six months into it and I had a lot of time to think uh, about who I was and where I was going and really started to come to terms um, with being transgender I'm like, I can't do this. Well, wait a second. And, so and, and, hang, hang on a second, me, Abby. Let, Abby, hang on a second. I can't, let me just back up for a second. When yeah. I got out of the Air Force in 2012, that's when I really began to kind of ex, uh, explore my gender expression. And how did um, you do that? Just, um, it, and again, let me, I'm trying to fill in some blanks for you guys. So you, you get the big picture. I 
for years uh, cross-dressed. Uh, I know a lot of trans girls uh, kind of find themselves that way. And <clears throat> it, I cross-dressed from a very early age uh, and cross-dressed off and on um, throughout my life, throughout my adult life. Uh, even while I was in the military, um, I, I was still cross-dressing. Um, and when I got out of the Air Force and I began to explore my gender identity, one of the things that I immediately noticed was this was different from cross-dressing because when I cross-dressed, it was more of I'll do fetishy, right? Um, it was uh, costumes in a way, you know. Um, I would explore different uh, roles or archetypes. Um, but this was different when I got out of the Air Force. Uh, it was something more genuine and real. And what, what, I, what I found was it was like I would look in my closet and it was like I would look all at all the girl clothes that were in there and I'm like, I can't wear any of this out in public. <laughs> this is not how I want to express myself or present in public, you know. Um, and so I began, uh, I, it was a huge shift from cross-dressing before, and now it felt more genuine, more real. I was buying, for all intents and purposes, normal clothes, and I began basically presenting very femme in public. I, I was going, I, like, I love getting my nails done. I was getting my nails done on a regular basis. Um, Experimenting with makeup. So um, <laughs> we're not sorry. laughing. We're not <laughs> laughing at you, Abby. Okay. Shannon and I wave our nails like, yes, we get our nails done, and then Perry looks at his nails and just starts biting it. Right. <laughs> so Abby, uh, Abby, I have a. So uh, let me just jump in here for a couple minutes. Sure, um, sure, sure. First of all, I find it interesting that uh, in the context of trans amory and transgender, mm -hmm. in this show, there's three of us who are in the military, and okay. so. And it, it was not me, right? And, and I'm interesting. It's I find it interesting in in a coincidental kind of way that this is the month that we're talking about doing away with um, the ban on transgender people in the military. Yeah, and yet and yet all of the I should not yet and not and yet, but a few of our guests have been military service people. Yes, mm -hmm. they have. Yeah, yes, and, they have. And so Shannon and I share that military background. I wonder if if there's a correlation. Oh, I think you know, so. You think? What, I think there absolutely. What, 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 what do you think it is? For for me and a lot of other trans women, we realized at a young age that we were different, and we were had this really powerful feminine side. And so, personally, for my story, and I know a lot of other trans women's stories, is we try to hyper masculinize to fight mm -hmm. that because we look at society and go, "Well, that would be a horrible way to live. That's really hard. That's a really great way to suffer." As, a, as a woman, you mean? Or? Yeah, to okay. transition. Oh, I see. And so we, I fought that, and a lot of other trans women have talked to me about how they fought it too. So you know, they do things like play the football and wrestle and join the military or mm -hmm. become policemen or fire or like just anything that's hyper masculinized so that they can fight yep. those feelings but like well i'm gonna break exactly. myself of this so that was definitely part of the reason i did it abby do you think that's part of the reason why you joined the air force oh i oh i if it was it was something very subconscious mm -hmm. it wasn't something that i set out to do to uh squash or quell my my femininity uh, I joined the Air Force to get out of Arkansas. <laughs> That's good enough. Good enough. <laughs> <laughs> but, good enough. Good enough. But, 
yeah, she's she's absolutely right. I think there's absolutely something to that because um, what I what I did in the Air Force was uh, I went into aircraft maintenance, and the flight line, especially a a uh, uh, a fighter aircraft flight line, can be very uh, crass and cruel. Honestly, it's a very uh, sink or swim environment, especially uh, overseas, um, because it's a different tempo, it's a different mindset. And some of the things that I heard on that flight line, I was just like, especially looking back at it now, I it's just, I, I, I it's just gross. It is just some of the most sexist, misogynistic, homophobic. Uh, crap that i've ever heard what and was your job guilty abby uh go ahead sorry what was your job what was your afsc as we say in the air force uh i was i was a crew chief i, oh, I was cool. uh, i was an avionics I, tech huh i was an avionics tech oh okay. so we worked side by side you were you were the pointy head yeah <laughs> i was the grease monkey <laughs> <laughs> So, so the, so the other thing I wanted to, to jump in on was the fact that you had cross-dressed in your, while you were in service and, and, um, Shannon, you did something like that too, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I had been wearing women's clothes since a very, very young age and I look back on it now and I'm almost, I'm, I don't like that term cross-dressed because I was never, right. the only time I cross-dressed now that I you know, know exactly who I am was when I wore male clothes. Right. So that's yeah, how course. I see it as, as cross-dressing. Yeah, but no, I totally understand. But that's all part of like when you talk about the fetish size and the sexual size of clothing, that's that's part of being alive and that's part of, you know, mm. life. You know, all like, cisgender people do that. Transgender people do that. Gay, straight people do that. Clothing right. can be a very sexual and empowering thing. Now, it's different if you take it to the point of, um, you know, transvestism or where you like, you know, you're getting off on it. That's a different thing. But and there's nothing wrong with that either. Mm -hmm. So, well, it's interesting because the the we know someone, Shannon and I, we talked about someone. I'm not going to use the person's name who who is transamorous and dresses. Um, And at a young age, I dressed. I kind of grew out of it. But I think as as in the process of that dressing, I discovered a broader um, spectrum of gender expression. And I wonder if, I mean, we're going to be talking with a transamorous man next week mm-hmm. and possibly another one if, if mm-hmm. that guy comes down from Seattle. And um, I wonder if, if cross or, or dressing in the opposite gender's clothes, if I can say that instead of cross-dressing, is a marker of someone who would, uh, I don't want to be too deterministic, but who would eventually be... Um, more open-minded? Yes, more open-minded as a as a gender expression type of person. I think it would go either two ways. They'd be more open mm-hmm. or they would be on that trying to bite, fight those feelings and yeah. be the opposite. And yeah, be, it depends oh, if they surround you know, that activity that extremely with homophobic itself. person yes. who's yes. hiding their own homopho- or their whole, you know, homosexuality, yes. that kind of concept. Yeah. Yeah. And there was I even think, a part in my life where I went through those feelings, especially when I was younger because I was raised Catholic. And so I feel most comfortable in these female clothes, but I'm going to hell for this. And so all the guilt and mm. shame and fear mm. surrounding that mm-hmm. was really powerful mm-hmm. and it wasn't until I was like you know there's nothing wrong with this that right. it really got better right so and Abby that doesn't care what panties or draws right <laughs> so Abby how did you so Remy or Shannon if I if you don't mind me saying um was 
outed or discovered somehow. Yeah, while I was in the Air Force. Right. Mm-hmm. Abby, oh, how wow. did how did you how did you conceal it the whole time? In private, I I was very closeted. Um, uh, I I dressed, you know, I was like, I mean, I dressed when I was overseas at Kadena, and here I am, you know, senior airman living in in the dorms, and I had things there. Uh, and I was constantly uh, ordering things through eBay or whatever. But did you yeah. did you have a private room? Because when I was in Okinawa as a sergeant, I was living with four, three other guys, three other sergeants. Yeah, I mean, I had my own tiny little room that I lived in, oh. and me and another uh, airman shared kind of a common area, which was a pseudo kitchenette and a bathroom. Okay. Um, but yeah, when I was alone, I mean, I locked my doors and closed the shades. And Okay, so you never went out in public. This was just the at-home thing. Right. Okay. Interesting. Okay, so so flashing forward back to not in the Air Force anymore, and you had, yes. you had uh, begun, you changed the motif of the type of clothing you were wearing to be more, right. let's say, let's not use the word normal, let's say more... Daily wear, not daily slut wear. hoe wear. Daily wear, yes. <laughs> I love that's, you so much. And that's exactly what it was. That's it was what we're like talking about. Going, Corsets yeah. and thigh highs and <laughs> exactly. oh, yeah. right. fishnets collars right. and shit like that's that. That's what I wear to my other job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was shot. I started shopping. You know, I was going to like secondhand stores or Ross or whatever, uh, you know, where I could find cheap clothing that if it didn't fit, it didn't bother me. It's like, okay, well, whatever. And I was, you know, I was buying just, you know, jeans and tops and just uh, daily, you know, as you said, daily wear. And I was going, like I said, I was going out and presenting very femme um, during that time. Um, And that's when I really, uh, it was sometime in 2013 that I, I came to terms, I'm like, girl, you're a girl. <laughs> That's the title of this show. Girl, you're a girl. Right? Um, and, you know, it's very it. liberating to kind of uh, to remember that have feeling. that revelation. So bring us up to date now. So you had that revelation, and then what? how did the process go from there? Um, I, uh, I was seeing uh, a counselor, a therapist for... Um, <clears throat> Not necessarily uh, my gender identity. It did come. It did come up. We did talk about. It, but I, at the time, I was seeing um, a therapist for what I like to uh, refer to as veteran stuff. I, I struggled a little bit after I got out of the Air Force with uh, reintegrating. A lot of, of hyper vigilance, uh, PTSD. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and well kudos uh, on getting the therapy because a lot of people don't have the courage to do that and that can be really damaging so congratulations on that yeah good job thank you um but i i was you know i was expressing um or or presenting them at these at these uh therapy sessions and um i felt like i was ready then to start uh transitioning for real excuse me and start hrt but life kind of has, a, you know, kind of gotten away, and what does I'm that like, mean? Damn, you know, it's like Hormone I need to start therapy. Working. No, no. <laughs> I was like, really? Are you asking? No. no what do you mean life, when? What life do you mean life in the way? Gotten away? Yeah. What do you mean life got in the way? Good question. Well, I wasn't working, and <clears throat> you know, I went almost a year without working, and 
uh, the party was over and Abby needed to go back to work. Because the money was running out? Yeah, I, I mean, basically, I, I you know, that, that year of not working was fun, but it was also uh, a drain on my bank account. Um, uh, but yeah, so I was like, oh gosh, I need to go back to work. And, you know, here I am, it was like, I had had, I had consist, you know, uh, had had my, you know, nail, like I said, I love getting my nails done and, uh, you know, had, you know, here I had this blue sparkly, you know, uh, nail polish and, and nail extensions. And it was the day that I went to the nail salon and have them, had them remove it so I could start going to job interviews. And I had to get, basically had to go back to presenting mail and it was uh, must have it, it, it hurt it hurt so bad yeah. because yeah. here i was i thought i was ready to start transitioning and i realized i had to go back to work and i'm like i can't didn't feel that you could do that in transition and what, and what state were you in at this point i was in idaho this is when okay I was oh, that's not yeah. the that's not the greatest place yeah yeah uh, i started mine in montana and i was like i gotta get the hell out of here so right. i know exactly so mountain home is that northern or central idaho it's in central Idaho, but okay. at this time, uh, after I got out of the Air Force, I actually moved to Boise, Idaho. Okay, so um, is that a little bit more progressive? A little bit. It's a very it kind of interesting mix. Of, you know, Idaho is a very red state, but Boise uh, very, has some very uh, progressive um, attitudes in it. Um, it's often, uh, I've heard it referred to as Portland East at times. Really? Um, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, Wannabes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, no, they, they kind of are that way. It's a college town, and so they're pretty... Oh, yeah, so there's people from everywhere is, yeah, that come. Yeah, it's a college yeah. town. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I have questions, and I'm curious about where you're, how transition and all of this that you've gone through has helped or hindered your love life, and how that is... That is a wonderful question. It's definitely, we were here on the Transverse Network. We want to right. know. So um, we we met we met just, via Craigslist, right? Yeah, yeah. I was putting ads on Craigslist because, I mean, I had an, an ad on OKCupid, but I wasn't really getting any responses at all. And it, when I would look through prospective uh, people that I might be interested in there were none that i felt like man I, I i don't feel like i can contact these these people aren't going to be receptive to a trans woman well so so what were you when you were on okay cupid what were you what was your what was your presentation it was it was female it was i'm abby this is who i am i'm on hormones uh, i was just very open about it I, and, you know, and were you were you looking for a man or a woman or something else or both I, or both either but i since See? starting my transition and the hormones have uh, soaked into my brain uh i i i mean i've always been bisexual um but since starting uh hormones uh, hrt i'm way attracted to men <laughs> we got it going um, on uh, okay. you can <laughs> <laughs> yes so, what? Uh, <laughs> Abby knows what it is. Once you go, yeah. never mind. Yeah, I think but, that's all. Who are you talking to? <laughs> that's. I mean, that's who one of the wonder, wonderful parts about transition is is getting to go through that process. But like, you know what? I'm free to love 
and be with whoever I want. Yeah. And so yeah. have, allowing yourself that freedom is really, I thought was an amazing, and still think is an amazing experience. Yeah. So well, Abby, that, I'm sorry, okay, I had another right. question for you, Abby. What, why, what is your explanation for why you think you weren't getting any responses? Because I was a trans woman. So you were telling yourself a story that you wouldn't, because you're trans, you won't meet anyone. Is that what you were telling yourself? Um, I was just kind of going off of what I was seeing on OkCupid, uh, you know, browsing all the perspective profiles. And did they all say no trans women? No, but there was, um, there wasn't a whole lot of trans women on OkCupid. Um, and you know, was I sabotaging myself? I don't know. Well, we don't, we don't think, we don't think you can sabotage yourself, but, but I'm wondering if we wouldn't call it that, but well, we uh, don't call it. That, yeah. We don't call but, it that, but I'm wondering, you know, as far as I know about human behavior is if, if a human being is looking at a condition in the world, it's impossible for the person to, unless they have really strong training, it's impossible for them to not make up something about what they're looking at. And right. so, and so, if you're in the, if you're looking at OK Cupid, and you're seeing a a, a scanty amount of trans women out there, mm-hmm. I can't imagine Abby that you didn't make that about yourself. You didn't take that personally, and then come up with right. some sort of conclusion about connect and connect that conclusion to why you weren't getting people interested in you. Yeah, I, I, I mean. There might be something to that. I don't know. <laughs> because the reason why I say this and the reason why um, Remy was saying it earlier is because today Remy and Shannon are being approached all the time. And, really? and, and, obvi- Absolutely. and obviously they're trans women. Right. So they're they're and, and well, not always obvious. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> they don't always get it. <laughs> oh, damn. It's on. Just saying. Um, and so it's 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 uh, and it's it's. I mean, you're, you're relatively early in your transition, but you're not unattractive. And, oh. but, but more importantly, but more Thank important, you. but more importantly, there are, there are so many guys out there who are looking for someone like you and oh. the, the, the question, Where are they? well, so that's the question. <laughs> it, it's actually the, the question that you ask is the question not, and the answer to the question is not there around. The answer is. The question you're asking is keeping them from coming up. Right. Do you get, right. it's a little twisty. Do you get what I'm saying? No, I don't follow. Right. If you're asking the question, where are they? You mm-hmm. have a story that says there aren't any men that are Right, that they're not in... there. That they're so uh, far-fetched that you can't obtain that. And that's yeah. a belief system and a story that you've told yourself, mm. you know, and it has you know, lots of reasons and the way we grow up and how we believe and, and how right. we are told to view reality, mm-hmm. right? But we believe here that you create your own reality and you create it with your stories. And when you start looking at your stories and you start realizing those are the stories you were telling yourself, right? Where are they? That, right. that goes deep into that I'm not finding them. They must not be there, right? They because I'm trans, they yeah. must not exist, right? So you're, you're setting up a pattern of energetic flow into the universe it's going to bring you more of what you're not wanting so we're talking more um abby to the audience than we are talking okay. to well, you i'm talking you're, to her well i know but but <laughs> it, you know abby is free to believe what she wants well, and, absolutely and so whether you whether you agree with what we're saying or not abby it's it's what the transamorous network is all about we're here okay. we're here to share um some insight into why our lives are going so well 
And I'm okay. not and I'm not saying we're super successful and and the pinnacle of of right. humanity. It's just that we but have we're getting there. We have lives <laughs> that we have lives that are really working. And, yeah. And a lot of what we want is coming to us. Yeah. All it's the getting time. better and better. Yeah. And so that's why we wrote these guides. And so you're going to get a free copy of the Trans Woman Guide, and you can you can read all about what we're talking about. But the but okay. point of all this is if you're if you're you know one of the one of the reasons why people get on these dating sites is because they don't realize that their stories are ruling their experience. And so they, they look outside into these dating prof, these dating systems and they think that the dating system is going to bring them men and it is going to bring them men, but it's only going to bring them men consistent with the story that they have about Right. That they're all fetishizers, that yes. they all are only interested in me sexually. You yes. know, those stories that we tell ourselves. Or, or that they're not out there. Or, or so that they're not out any, there. Com- any responses. Yes. Right. Long story short, the story you're telling yourself is the truth. So tell yourself a better story. That's exactly right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And once you get the guide and you read through it, this will all become a lot more clear and you'll have a lot more clear steps on how to and take this path forward. But it's really empowering once you do. And yeah, cool. watch some of our old episodes too. We talk a lot about this. And and it honestly, I mean, since the more we talk about it and the more we do our show and the more we keep living this authentic life of believing that we can have all the things that we want. Right. They show up yeah. and they happen. They really do. And the reason why I was saying that we were talking more to the audience than to Abby is I, I believe one of our guests early on, we kind of ambushed her with the content. I don't think she did any research into who we are and what we talk about. And so she was kind of surprised um, mm. when we talked about what we were talking about. She kind of went into silence. And so we wa- I want to make sure that you understand that you are free to believe what you want. If you don't, oh, of course. If, if you believe that your stories don't create your reality, you're free to believe that. Um, right. And that's and it's true. Watch and then we're sitting back here want. going, see, see, exactly. see, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you know, it's it's interesting. We talk about we we talk about how you create your reality, and trans women, which is our audience, and trans amorous men. Not so much trans amorous men, but trans women will say, "No, I don't." But the but the reality is staring them in the face every time they look in the mirror because when you when you own that you're a trans woman. Mm-hmm. And then start to believe that as truth, you sh- you shape your reality. You become the trans woman. Right. And so how is that happening? Well, it's happening because you've decided, you've accepted the belief that you're a trans woman because that's what you are. And then you start taking acts that are consistent with that. And voila, over time, you become that person. Right. right. Of course, you were always that person, but you were denying that story, the true story. And so mm. it, 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 it flabbergasts me when we talk to... When we talk to trans, yeah, I know. sorry. When we when we talk to trans women and they deny what the book is all about, when all the proof is staring them in the face every time they look in the mirror. Well, there's a great deal of responsibility that comes with that belief because once you believe that, it's on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and nobody else. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh well, I guess I got to get off my ass now. Mm-hmm. And if you're like, well, I don't want to. Yeah. And and that's sad, but if that's, I mean, it's not just. Once you start believing it Whatever, and telling yourself that you. story, you're like, oh, well, then my actions and my, my thoughts and actions are going to be consistent with that story. And a lot of time that takes a lot of work. It does take a lot of work. So it does take a lot of work, but it doesn't. You're right. It's 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 funny. It's it's that it's that um, what do you call it? It's, it's a paradox or a conundrum because you do it, it. It doesn't take a lot of work because it's happening. It doesn't take a lot of work, but it's not easy work. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I would like just makes like. Let's say that I believe, let's say that I'm overweight it's hard work. and it's then easy. I actually start believing <laughs> that I'm somebody who's in really great shape and I can run a six minute mile 
And I believe that. Well, then, I, if I truly believe that, I'm going to start taking actions that are consistent with that story. So, you know, someone who runs a six-minute mile probably runs every day. You know, yeah. someone who's really in shape probably eats well. Yeah. So um, when I say those, your actions, that's the work I'm talking about. Yeah. So. And, and it's funny because when you when you change the story, the biggest action has been taken, right? And then you start doing that's things the that are consistent. Part. It's like, how's that phrase go? And that I think that's what I'm talking about. It's that mental piece, yes. which is the hardest. It doesn't take much except the changing your belief and changing your story. Because yes. yes. the moment you start to believe the new story... The other stuff just falls in line. It, really it just does. starts, you know, because yeah. you, you believe it. And so, therefore, you do the things to support that. And you do the things to help you get to the goal that you want to get to. And you've already taken, a, you've already committed this step at one point in your life when you said, I'm trans. And I'm going to start and hormones. It was, it wasn't and I'm going to live this way. Yeah. It wasn't as though you're like, well, maybe I'll be transgender someday. <laughs> it was just like it clicked and you believed it. And it's mm-hmm. it's true. Yeah. So you've already you've already done this and maybe you just weren't even aware of it, but now now it's true. So yeah. so when you when you put an ad on when you put it when you put your ad on Craigslist Abbey, were you getting any responses? And what if oh, I was so, getting all kinds of responses? Um, you know, I I started browsing Craigslist and but I, were you getting the type of responses you were hoping for, or the type of responses you expected to receive? A little of both. Uh, nice. I would say mostly they were. Uh, chasers um but every but i I think i had to weed through or wade through all of those and uh back in march one of the responses that i got the guy was super nice said all the right things you know right off the bat uh, you know, uh, you're definitely a woman. I believe that too. Blah 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, cool. And we we texted a whole lot, and, and you know, we we had so many of the same interests. It was it was. I was like, oh, dear Lord, leather baby Jesus, did you just drop the <laughs> unicorn of all? You know, I didn't know I didn't know Jesus wore leather when he was a baby. Damn, that's one of my euphemisms. (laughs) That's that's an abbeyism. That's another type that leather baby Jesus. But but he's like, he's like, oh, I love 80s hair metal, and I collect old video game systems, and we like the same sports ball team, and and I was like, oh, this kid, you know, this is this is amazing, you know. So what happened? He like the week we before we were going to meet, he texted me and he's like, "Hey, I've got something to share with you. I'm all man, but occasionally I like to dress." And I was like, "Okay, explain that." And he's like, "Sometimes I like to wear women's clothes," and I had an issue with that. It it was a uh, turnoff to me. I want to wear the dress. <laughs> Well, right. I mean, it, it was. Um, I took. I had an issue with it because I don't want my gender identity to be a fetish. I don't want my gender identity to be sexualized. Um, and, and you felt that that's what was happening when he would wear women's clothing. Right. He would and, see and, you the same way he saw himself as a sex object. Yeah. And well, well, hang on, hang I on, hang, hang on. Let's let it, that's interesting because it's so you, Abby, did not want your gender 
objectified, objectified or fetishized mm-hmm. your gender. But mm-hmm. he was his his expression. I, I I guess I don't see the connection between what well, he was that, doing and that, your gender. Well, it's and that that was some personal feeling that I I struggled with because when I framed it, um, that's different. Well, so 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 hang on a second, Abby. So so Remy is saying that 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 what you were wanting is a man, and he wasn't a man. But I I think that's different. I think yeah, I don't. I would disagree with that statement. I've dated a man who also but enjoyed. Is that a, true? Is that how you felt? No, I thought he's uh, well. So Abby. Oh, Abby, not me. So Abby, is that is is is, is so you had said that you didn't want your gender objectified or fetishized, but what is was. Was there something else under that? Like you want you want a masculine man who doesn't dress? Yeah, essentially. Okay. I mean, okay. But, but my issue, I, I struggled. I really did with, you know, after he told me that, and initially I felt like I judged him unfairly because when I thought about my own journey yeah. and my own development. <laughs> It's okay for it, me, but it's not okay exactly. for you. <laughs> right. That I was being a hypocritical bitch. <laughs> Tell it, girl. For you for yeah. uh, yeah. identifying well, and acknowledging I, and, and accepting and that and self I, at that moment. What? I'm sorry, what? Thank, I said, good job at, at recognizing that part at that time. Yeah. And acknowledging yeah. it to yourself. <clears throat> and I, I, you know, I told him, I was like, look, I, you know, maybe I judged you unfairly. You know, I'm still willing to meet, you know. But I don't want but to I don't want to date you. Back and forth a little bit after that. And then eventually he was like, hey, I think that he's like, you're looking for a boyfriend. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I think maybe I could be a really good friend. And that hurt. And I was like, I'm not looking for a friend. I mean, I'm looking for someone to date. I'm looking for someone that I can be intimate with. Did it, did it, did it hurt? Kind of just, that was it. Mm. We didn't talk anymore. Did it Mr. Right? Not Mr. Right now. Well, right. So did it hurt because you were really looking for a guy and you thought this was it? Or did it hurt because he was, you thought he was rejecting you or what? Both. Hmm. But, but you see that differently now, right? In what in what regard? Well, in the sense that he was owning up to his authenticity, and he knew that his authenticity didn't match what you were looking for. Yeah, there's probably something to that. Okay, there's something to to it. There's something to it. (laughs) Just saying. Just saying. So okay, so you had this fantastic initial experience, and it turned out to be something that you weren't expecting. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and then. I you learn and grow from it. Yeah, I learned and I learned and grew, uh, grew from it a little bit. What did you and, What did you take from it in terms of growth? Um, I don't know. Just uh, well, you I knew kind of, it, you I, got... I kind of felt like that I was going to have to give a little to find what I wanted, and that I would have to. Uh, and this sounds horrible, but I would have to tolerate. Uh, some of that to find um, the interaction that I was looking for. You have to tolerate some of what? A guy who wants to dress? Uh, not necessarily that, but being 
fetishized uh, to a certain degree. Why, and why do you think you have to you have to compromise in that way? Be- because of how trans women are viewed, uh, there's this very sort of double standard that, uh, and to be perfectly blunt here, you know, guys will guys that are interested uh, uh, in trans women. <clears throat> They will, and again, I'm going to speak very bluntly here. Please, they will, they they will fuck us in private, but they won't hold our hand in public. Okay, not so, all men. Well, so hang on that's, a second. So a I, a I'm a man. Yeah, that's I'm a man. Right. I'm yeah. a man, and and not only do I hold hands with transgender people in public, I'm often seen with them because I'm out with Remy and Shannon a lot, and right. I have no compunction about being out with transgender women or kissing them in public or. Right, or anything and that, like that, and that that's great. But you, you're a unicorn in my eyes. You are uh, a rarity. Okay, so, so how how hang on a second? How many how many men <laughs> how many men like me have to show up before you're willing to to acknowledge that it, we were not unicorns because unicorns are rare and the opposite of that is plentiful. How many men would one. it take? One. <laughs> okay, so I'm one. I'm one. Micah next uh, well, week. Hang on, hang I on. Mean, it, yeah, okay, sorry, sorry. So I'm one. Micah next week's going to be on the show. He's two. The guy yeah. that's coming down to see Remy is three. And there are several gentlemen in my life right now. Ex- four, five, six, maybe. Oh, so there's Remy. six. Don't judge me. <laughs> so, Don't judge so, me. So, my, so, so do you... you st- go, girl, shit. So based, so based on, on what we've just said, so there's six men that we know in the studio who yeah. are like me. So right. does that... So now do you think that we're still unicorns? I, I let me clarify my statement. Okay. If, if I, and not to, uh, not that I don't believe you in any, anything. I, what I mean is for me personally to have a, a one-on-one uh, experience. But uh, isn't inter- knowing inter- that there are at least six people out there a good start in believing they are out there? And when you believe that they can get closer and closer to you and that they're out there near you, you'll start meeting them. It seems like a very abstract idea right now. It seems. Go very- ahead, Shannon. Go so ahead. You're chomping at the bit. This is exactly, exactly what the guide is about. As, as long as you're telling yourself that they're unicorns, they will be unicorns. Correct. Period. End of sentence. As soon as you start believing and telling yourself that they're plentiful and they're in your life and they're, they're so plentiful, in fact, you don't even really need to try. Yep. You can just sit back and wait and it's yep. just going to happen. It'll happen. Yep. I mean, I'm in I, your I life. I know that sounds like. Uh, like voodoo, hokey pokey BS, but it's, it works. You took the you took the words right out of my mouth. It yeah. just seems very, very from from my perspective right now in my journey, it seems very far fetched. And uh, I don't want to okay say to be un, where you un, are on your journey, unattainable. Uh, uh, but it, it just seems very far fetched. Yeah, sorry, I understand. Uh, I mean, yeah. like I've said in earlier shows, you know, it's been like a year and a half now. But I was in a very similar place, belief system. Yeah, we you know, not that long ago. Yeah. And you know, for me, meeting Perry and just knowing that there was one out there let me know that the possibilities are out there. And it just started changing from there. Right. For me, the the book and uh, the men's guide really started the helping process and and started the change around. And now that the woman's guide has happened, it's all fine tuning. Yeah. And it's just, it's so beautiful. I used to tell myself that same story, Abby, when I was in Montana (laughs) and I knew that I couldn't deny who I was any longer. I said, okay, well you have to accept the fact that you're going to be alone for the rest of your life. 
And that was a story I told myself. And while I was telling myself that story, I was alone. And then I moved out to Portland and I found my confidence. And I'm like, you know what? That's bull. I can have whoever I want. I can have an amazing man that fits all of these, you know, at the time I was thinking, you know, someone who's, uh, you know, well off, someone who's attractive, someone who's a little bit older than me. And guess who came into my life? Exactly. Someone who is well off, someone yeah. who's attractive, and someone who's a little bit older than That's me. That's right. We were just talking with that person or talking about that person. Yeah. And so it's it's interesting because again, Abby, what's what you believe is what's true for you. And what mm. we're what we're suggesting is that you can create a different belief and that will become true for you. And yeah. the, and you're not restricted. And so the the only challenge is you have to move you have to um hold on to the new story long enough to allow the old story to fade out fade out right. we are going to send you the woman's guide will you promise that you will read it at least try oh. to read it yeah well sure absolutely please yeah. please yeah. do and and again this is another one i'd love to check in with in six months and see Actually, how how she's doing mm-hmm. and and yeah. how hopefully the book in this conversation will help trigger that change you yeah. know and maybe this is exactly what you needed in your universe to help yeah. trigger well, the options it, yeah, and, and to kind of continue uh, with my pseudo dating experiences so far as a, as an, an out trans woman. Um, a few months ago, I placed another ad, and I, I don't know if this was the ad that that Perry uh, saw that that attracted his attention, um, but I got I got really frustrated with the language that a lot of men on Craigslist were using. It was, it was, it was such a turnoff to me. And as I posted this, it wasn't, it wasn't so much an ad as it was almost like a, a a kind of an angry PSA, (laughs) (laughs) you know, because, and when I say language, I mean, uh, a lot of the guys will just throw out these blanket terms. Like what? uh, with no regard uh you, you know cock. i'm that i'm look, i'm a straight acting and and i and uh, i uh you know guy looking for a cdts tv right or tg right and they use all these acronyms or whatever and one of the first things i said in this you know kind of psa i was like of course you're straight acting you're attracted to femininity and it doesn't matter what body that femininity comes in it comes in and uh, a lot, of, you know, and I, the, the other thing I said was a, a lot of you, you know, and, and I say you and I'm directing this uh, uh, to these, you know, potential men, whoever reads it, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. And I said, you know, or, or they'll put, you know, like I said, they'll put 100, I'm 100% straight acting or they'll, um, <clears throat> can you tell uh, me? They, they would, they're, they're like, I'm looking for a 100% passable trans woman. And I took I took a, 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 a offense to that. I'm like, you're missing out on so many good-looking girls that are in various states of transition, um, and, and you're not giving us a chance. And I said, and I have I tend to have a sort of realistic view of uh, my transition and my body image and how I present. Um, but you know, and so I said all these things, and I got more responses <clears throat> from that ad than any other ad that I'd placed on Craigslist or even OKCupid. Like they were coming in, so like my flo- my phone was blowing up because it was just one after another, and a lot of them, it, there was only one that was negative, and I got into a long 
chain what a waste know, of energy oh. email about different things but, but a majority of, of the responses were very overwhelmingly positive and a lot of them were just thank you i didn't know that that was uh, an offensive term or thank you, know, you for educating the masses see but look at I me mean, right. that, that's it, that shows a great attitude on their part they're like oh i didn't know that thank you for educating me yeah. i'm really trying here this is really what i want i yeah. really need this information yeah. to have what i want yeah. so right it's awesome. and, and one, you know and one of the things that i put out there is like guys i'm like girl woman um i'm not a trap i'm not a sissy i'm not a shemale i'm a woman I'm, you know, and, and I'm like, those terms are, uh, offensive. And, and I, and I, and I, you know, and I put it out there, it's like, they're offensive to me and they're offensive to a lot of trans women, not all trans women, obviously I was like, but, and I think what caused or, or why men, especially on Craigslist and, and again, I'm, tr I'm trying so hard not to over general generalize here, but so much of their education about trans women comes from porn and so the high you know they think that she male trap sissy whatever is an acceptable term because of what they see in porn well it's interesting because as a as a man who have who has looked at that medium mm -hmm. they don't they don't talk they don't call them that in the movies they're just titled that but there's not a lot of dialogue right. going on in those movies so the the, right. the guys aren't saying that and it, and i'm and then the other thing about the Craigslist situation, I've seen where it's not only on Craigslist, where else have I seen on, um, Oh, on Pinterest. I've seen, uh, people, uh, yeah, we're getting close to time. I've seen people who, uh, who are calling themselves sissies and trannies and whatnot. It's true. And so the, the guy, I think the guys are learning from the same places where they're posting, number one. And I also think that right. that those guys are going, and I've said this so many times on the show, are going through their own transition. And in right. that stage, they're looking for that kind of person. And so it shouldn't be offensive. They're just not looking for you. You're a trans yeah. woman. They're looking for yeah. something different at the time. Right. And there's a match out there for that person. <clears throat> It's true. It's right. true. Those people, you know, those trans women who are responding to those saying, you know, I'll be your sissy. Exactly. Well, then that's what they think is the acceptable terms because they just met another quote sissy that yeah. that will accept that term. That wants yeah. it. But right. you and, know, and and, and, and that a, was a woman thing. like me and Shannon's not going to respond to some shit like that. And right. Abby. And, and, right. And that's that's one of the things well, that I realized time. that a lot of them didn't know any better. But out of all that, just to quickly summarize, yeah. Um, out of that one person one guy kind of emerged uh as the front runner <laughs> and him and i have been texting um now for a couple of months and he's been very respectful uh a month. he 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 uh, he texts me nearly every morning to say good morning he texts me every more or uh, nearly every night to say good night where does, where does he live? live yeah he lives uh down near Wichita. san diego and we're we are planning to meet uh sometime this month you guys I'm are like ready. two hours away from each other yeah why is it right. taking so long? the damn trigger already holy well, I, I, I told him like when are we going to meet i'm ready for this and 
you know, whatever he's, he's got job obligations or whatever. And or whatever we all got and, our excuses when we don't want to do. Yeah, the things we don't and, do. And I'm like, I told him like, I'm ready to meet you. I'm comfortable to meet you. You know, let's do this. And so he sometime right. like either next week or the week after we are planning to meet for like lunch or dinner or something. Well, this well, will be, this will be a great I, follow up for yeah, the good next luck on that. I show, hope that yeah. actually turns into a positive yeah. experience for you, whichever way in direction it goes. We love to we'd love to hear that story when we have you back on. Oh, OK. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I hope it comes out positive also because I well, believe it can. I'm I'm, I'm so. And, I'm sorry, and if he's not the right one, the right one. Yeah. Will, it's still out there. I, and, and, and yeah, and, and I'm so, again, to be very blunt, it's like I'm so starved for that interaction, intimacy. It's like, fuck, I just want someone to hold me. And, well, just because you're starving doesn't mean you have to chew on an old raggedy bone. Just yeah, remember that. Yeah, it, but it's just, it's That's so, true. it's very frustrating at times. It, because, and it can be. <clears throat> I, I mean, I live very openly uh you know since moving to california uh to start you know to uh, when i started this job you know it was something like in february i i kind of said okay i'm not going to hide in my house i'm going to go and exist in public i'm going to go and do the things that i normally do i'm going to present how i present and i'm just going to put it out there um and I've been on hormones for nine months now. Nice Good for you. Aren't and, they yeah. wonderful? Aren't they like the oh, best thing God, ever? Oh, hormones mm -hmm. are magic. They uh, are magic. Um, <laughs> but I had gone, this was about a week ago. I was out and I was just doing some shopping. And I got gendered properly like multiple times by strangers uh, I, I was in, I don't remember what department store I was in, um, but I passed this guy and he did like one of those double takes. He was like looking at my legs They're and I was out like, there. I, I, out walked, there. I, I walked by and I was like, Hey, oh, I saw you doing a double take. I seen you seeing me. And you know, so I was like, all okay, right, for well, you, girl. I must be. I must be doing something right. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's well, a yeah. wonderful story to end on. Yeah. That's an excellent story to end on. And so yeah. Um, let me just address the listeners and or the viewers too, and say thank you so much for watching and for listening to this podcast episode. Um, and gentlemen, do you hear <laughs> what we trans women are dealing with from you guys and how you guys present yourselves and how you approach us? Get your shit together, step it up. Yeah, yeah, and get a, get a copy ahead, of get a copy of the guide because that will help you the man's guide to finding a transgender partner because that will help you figure out what's going on for you and will yeah. rapidly allow you to meet someone like Abby. Absolutely. Yeah. And if I could just very quickly address the listeners, the male listeners, guys, just treat us like girls. That's all we want. We want that interaction. I mean, again, I'm not going to try and speak for every trans woman, but it's like, that's what I'm craving. Uh, that just treat us like girls. Give us that respect and give us that interaction. And what you need Shit. to do, guys, is listen to what we want, ask us what we want, and right. if it fits what you're willing to do, then yay. In most cases, yeah. So like, let's just treat people like people. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Treat, yeah. treat them like human beings. And, and with remember, that... girl, you're a girl. Exactly, girl, you're a girl. <laughs> with that, we'll end this show. Thank you so much for listening and for watching. And, and thank you, Abby, for being on the show. Yes, yes thank, thank you, Abby. Being on the show. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Great. And Absolutely. we'll uh, see you and hear you uh, next week.
All right. Awesome. All right. All right. Bye. Bye, everybody. Be a guest on the Transamorous Network podcast. Send an email to info at transamorousnetwork.com. You've been listening to the Transamorous Network podcast. The Transamorous Network podcast is a broadcast property of the Transamorous Network. Listen to the Transamorous Network podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. For more information on living a joyful, positive, and desire-fulfilled life, or finding love in relationship, family, or within yourself, visit the Transamorous Network on the web at transamorousnetwork.com, on YouTube at the Transamorous Network, or on Tumblr at transamorousnetwork.tumblr.